one hour, no agenda, and working on the second glass of whatever. That's when the evening gets interesting, when the stories and thoughts spill out. Like a work week too full that tips over and the pent-up laughter pours out. These are the unguarded thoughts and opinions, the anecdotes and antics, the conversations that just fucking happen on a Thursday night when you're two beers in. Now, here are the hosts of Two Beers In, Brett Weaver and Monica Ballard. Oh, wait. Hold on. Now we're recording, so... In case, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we missed the whole bit about your tights. I, I have tights, <laughs> it's long underwear, really. It's, okay, it's long underwear. It's what I wear when I'm uh, when, when I'm a guy when you're traipsing around the woods, yes, telling the Christmas story like I do. Yeah, my, no, EK is has expressly forbid me from wearing these around the house. She just says, mm, baby, no. no. <laughs> just no. And the tights are to remind you that your shoes are still in my car. Ah, yes. I, I fell just short of bringing your shoes in here, too, and setting them on the table. Thank you for doing yeah. that. Thank you for keeping track of your clothes. Of my pants <laughs> and my underwear. <laughs> Thank you. And on that note, welcome. Welcome to Two Beers In. We're here at, uh, at the uh, Aristocrat on Burnett Road in Austin, Texas. As we always say, uh, I am Brett Weaver. I am enjoying a Moscow Mule with ginger beer. <laughs> and uh, I'm Monica Ballard, and I've already had a, uh, a wit. A wit? Yes. Uh, and I, I'm enjoying... What kind of wit? What's oh. the brand? Darn you. It's on tap. I don't know. It's okay. Celis. 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 Yes. Yes. Uh, interesting story about Celis, but continue. Uh, and uh, for my second beer, I'm enjoying an East, uh, an, an Austin, uh, East Austin cider. Oh, East Ciders. East Ciders. Yes. Mm, yes. Very good. Is it the, is it just the standard? It's just the standard. Not the blood orange. Not yes. the, the pineapple. Pineapple. And they have another. Uh, they have many. Yes. Honey. There's the honey there's one. There's the honey one, too. Which is too sweet. Yeah, my, it's a little that's my... a little too sweet. Like the blood orange. Yes. Might be a little bit sugary, though. I yes. do like the um, the regular hard cider, though, just the original. Mm-hmm. To, it really cuts the cuts the, the heat of a hot, hot day yes. here in Austin. Yes. And I tend to stick in the summer, especially when it's, uh, what, 102 right now outside? But I bet it feels like 106. <laughs> yeah, because the humidity's up from the <laughs> rain that happened on Monday. Yes. When I was supposed to float down the San Marcos oh, River. Oh, were you afraid of getting wet? Excuse me Is while that? I drop this name. Uh, I was supposed to be, no, but the thunder and lightning. <laughs> oh, Please. I don't. We, we didn't. We didn't want to. We didn't want to play yeah, with that. Didn't want to tempt fate. But my friend uh, this weekend was well. This weekend was Anime CTX that happened in Round Rock, Texas, and uh, our our friend Jessica Calvello was a guest there, as well as Lisa Ortiz, producer of Pokemon, and uh, we've known each other for years. And she said, "Hey, 
what's this about tubing down a river? And I was like, well, you live in New York, so I guess you don't do that, do you? <laughs> and she said, no. Not, so like, not on purpose. Not on purpose. <laughs> There's usually Gun, shoes. Gunplay. Yes, gunplay. shoes And involved. cement shoes involved. <laughs> I'm saying that there's mafia in New York. That's what I was implying. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, and that's Eric DeBill right there that's, uh, that's joined in. So uh, uh, anyway, we were going to float down the river like we wanted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Monday morning, it was a beautiful rainstorm that was just all day, didn't stop. And uh, she said, oh. so instead we enjoyed delicious foods and... Uh, then went to the Harry Ransom Center and oh. looked at the Gutenberg Bible. And then... Did you learn anything? Uh, that that uh, it's not Steve Gutenberg. Oh. I, Good to know. I thought it was Steve Gutenberg's Gutenberg Bible. Gutenberg to know. <laughs> no. So... <laughs> and, and then we went... Then we talked uh, all things anime. And then I showed her the theater. So it was a good time. So you didn't go to Armadillo Con? We did not go to Armadillo Con where Mark Finn yes. uh, does. But you went to Armadillo Con. Indeed I did. Eric uh-huh. went to Armadillo Con. There was much Armadillo Con. <laughs> what did you learn there? Oh, so much. Um, well, for one thing, like the Murderbot Diaries, one of my favorite books that's come out recently this year, there's three more of them coming. And they're already written. Get out. So, yes. So it's good stuff. It, are you saying it's the opposite of George R. R. Martin and that he, they actually have the books written and yes. they're ready to send them out? <laughs> and, and they haven't even published the second one, but three and four have already been written. So so they, he's got them banked. Man. Oh, yeah. she, she has them she, banked. She has them Martha, banked. Ba- Martha Wells. So, so uh, is there a Kindle version? Yes. Them? Okay, so I should be reading them. Yes, you should. what you're saying. Okay. Yes, you should. Um, yeah, uh, two months ago, I set a trap for Dylan. I, there was a whole bunch of novellas published by Tor.com that I really liked, mm-hmm. and I'd read them on the Kindle. I went and bought the paper versions, including uh, All Systems Red, that's the first Murderbot Diaries by Darth Wells, uh, the first couple Cindajour novels by Matt Wallace, um, the, the first of the, the Litchford novellas by Paul Cornell, uh, and The Builders by, uh, I don't know. That's a lot anyway, of reading. I bought a bunch of paper paper books. I just put them on the coffee table in the living room and said nothing. Didn't say anything. I just left them there. And about five weeks later, Dylan picked one up. And all of a sudden, oh my God! And plowed through all of these things. And you, you could hear the trap go, snap! <laughs> yes. <laughs> by the way, Eric, uh, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a community wit beer. Community. Community. Not, not heard. Oh, Cellus. I, I was going to tell the thing about Cellus. Yes. So Cellus Brewery is a, uh, was a brewery that was here back in the 90s. That was here in Austin. It was the, uh, the um, brewmaster was from Belgium. And he worked at... Uh, um, Hogarden. Hogarden, that's right. And he moved here to Austin and opened up Cellus. And they did really well until I don't remember whether it was Miller or Coors bought them out. Who does who does Blue uh, Moon? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's Coors? 
Yeah, I think yeah. it is Coors. So Coors bought them out, took the recipe, closed the brewery down, and suddenly Blue Moon showed up. Hmm. Yes. So that went for many years that I was sad because we loved uh, Celis White and uh, the different beers. But for really Celis White, that was the one. Uh, so we, we, we can fight about that. Yeah, we could. <laughs> so yeah, so years later, uh, we uh, uh, they opened back up. The daughter come moved back into Austin. Uh, and and open the brewery, and now we have Celis again. So we're very happy. Yeah, yeah, right by my house. Yes, Andrew. It has been a month or so. He's he, Andrew is here. What are you drinking, Andrew? Uh, having a, I think Austin Pearl Snap. Uh, the Pearl oh, Snap. Yes, the Pearl Snap. Okay, yeah. that's it. I mean, that was. I was just if, if somebody is. Okay, so I'm gonna. Dip, you're gonna use your mic. Will it, my yes. mic. Yes, and you, you, you roll with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, my uh, my special lady friend, my wife, her dog was named Celis after the Celis Brewery. Oh. They, they and the brewery closed down right after they got the dog, and the dog just recently passed away. And then they opened the brewery. Coincidence? So whatever you do. That's a conspiracy theory. (laughs) That is absolutely a conspiracy theory. We need to get Alex Jones on that. Let me tell you how it works. (laughs) All right. So what happened was the uh, the, those dogs. They they, you know they it was the the Illuminati that decided to spare the the dog. Yeah. So they put the spirit of the brewery into the dog. (laughs) And then when the dog died. Then the brewery came back and reopened again. A Pomeranian. Oh, Pomeranian. oh well, well, no wonder the place closed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had a crack, a crackhead story. I had a crackhead story. You tell me. Do you want me to tell mine first or yours first? It, it, it does not matter. We're okay here for the next so fifty minutes or so. After Ek and I were married. We uh, waited to go on our honeymoon, mostly because of finances. So two years later, we went on our honeymoon by getting a, uh, a uh, well, actually, we were invited to do a convention up in Anchorage, Alaska. So it is a one-day con, and they invited us, flew us up. <laughs> That's a long way to go for a one-day exactly. con. Exactly. <laughs> so we decided that we were going to stay for the whole week. And then go up to Denali and uh, the surrounding areas. And this is July, so it's really nice. Yeah. Really nice. So we uh, we go. But while we're there, this is the first time I meet Funimation star uh, uh, Chris Sabat, who is known as Vegeta. He's most known for the character Vegeta on Dragon Ball Z. Well, uh, we get along. He and I get along famously. Uh, enough to where we are uh, in uh, we're, it, it, we meet by just before uh, we're announced we're standing backstage to wait to be announced, uh, introduced and so as we're standing there he's like, oh, I hate standing back here I go, yeah me too, and don't you hate it like what do you hate when people come on the, you know, stuff? he goes he goes, oh uh, 
He says, I just hate it when it's inane and they do stupid jokes. I go, you know what I hate? I hate when they go, hey, how's everybody doing? And then they go, eh, and he's like, no, I'm sorry. Let me try that again. I was like, I hate that bit. And he goes, yeah, me too. And so I go, hey, everybody, Chris Sabat. And he's like, hey, everybody, it's very nice to meet all of you. Uh, just met Brett Weaver backstage, and he wanted me to ask you, how's everybody doing? <laughs> And he goes, and then when you responded like that, he went, and I'm back going, you son of a bitch! So that was our the beginning of our relationship. Uh, but afterwards, we're laughing and going, and, and we've got a little bit of time. So we're like, hey, let's go find a place to have a beer. So we go out the back of the convention center, and as we're walking out, was in a lady... A crackhead lady. She was an Inuit crackhead lady. <laughs> Toothless, standing there. And we're like, oh, and she's like, hey, you want a party? And we're like, no, we don't. We don't want a party. <laughs> and, I was like, and so as we walk away, Chris says, you ever thought you'd be hit on by an Inuit crackhead? <laughs> Never. Never would have done that. So that's the story. So actually, I can trump. I've got two crackhead stories. Okay. All right. So first one happened several years ago. Um, I do the ghost tours in downtown Austin. Mm-hmm. And there was one stop where every single week there would be this tiny woman who would interrupt in the middle of my stories at this one location and start asking people in my crowd for a dime. Ugh. Got a dime? You got a dime? Anybody got a dime? Mm-hmm. And I thought, what are you gonna do with a dime, really, other than put it in a sock until you collect enough to really roll someone for some real get them. some real cash? Right. So um, I got to thinking about it one week, and when I went down for the tour, I brought with me an entire roll of dimes. And before we left on the tour, I opened up the roll of dimes and I said, I want everybody to hang on to this dime because about two stops in, this is going to be really important. Now, I don't know whether they thought this would attract ghosts or, or repel them. It would be a paradigm. <laughs> sorry. So sorry. Bad. Keep going. So, um, so we stop at this location and sure enough, I see her coming up. I I can see over the crowd. She is walking up and I thought she is in for the surprise of her life. Mm-hmm. And, and before she could ask anybody, I said, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Would you, would you step forward, please? And I said, every week you have interrupted my work telling these stories to ask people for a dime. So... Let me just ask you, if everybody in this crowd gives you a dime, do you promise you won't bother me for the next two months? And she said, yeah. And she must have thought her odds were pretty good. And every single person bang, bang, gave bang, her bang, a bang, dime. Bang. And she, God love her, kept her word. Yeah, good. Yeah. And then she was looking at her, her watch <laughs> with the calendar on it, like, hey, <laughs> got it now. <laughs> Well, you kept your word. So last Friday, finished my tour, big tour, like 23 people. I thought, oh, man, I'm going to make bank on this tour. This is going to be great. And it was hot as all get out. And we stopped across from the Omni 
because the breeze there is better. Sure. Because I've learned that if you get in under the stairway at the Omni, the breeze stops and everybody melts and nobody, everybody kind of... Everybody's miserable. Everybody, everybody walks away like a zombie. Yeah. So I kept it across the street. I'm finishing up my, my tour. I tell the last story about the Omni, da, da, da. And I wrap up the tour. And from behind me, I hear, oh, wait, wait. And this little crackhead woman with no teeth shows up. And, and I said, uh, and I want to thank you for coming along on an Austin ghost tour. Good night, everybody. And she's like, oh, I missed it. I missed it. And I said, don't forget, I have books on sale for $10 a piece, or you can use the square. I have the square now. And she goes, oh, the square. <laughs> the square. She's your hype woman. The square is great. I, I want to buy one with the square. And, I was, and everybody just turns and, and filters away. It's like they melt just into, melts into sure. the pavement Oof. and the surrounding buildings. I maybe make. 10 bucks Uh, on this crowd of 23 and this woman says swear to god she's gonna come back and buy a book but she has to chase down her boyfriend who has her debit card okay this tells me two things mm -hmm. a this woman has a debit card point number two she has a boyfriend she has a boyfriend so she monica at that moment <laughs> did you have a boyfriend no I did not okay but you did have a debit card I did okay so yeah. continue I just just wanted to point out the irony of that yes. <laughs> so she left her flip-flops so she could run faster <laughs> now there's a the visual thank you <laughs> And uh, and tr- and staggered down Eighth Street to chase down wherever her boyfriend was with her debit card. Her invisible. And boyfriend. I gave her those five minutes. Sure. And I even gave someone the evil eye, another homeless person who came up and took a second look at those flip flops. Yeah. <laughs> and I gave him a look like, uh-huh. don't do it, dude. There's someone in those shoes right now. And she's coming back. Yeah. She's gonna use the square. And she, she never. She did not. She did not. She never came I'm back. I'm so sorry. I know. So, yeah. She, I'm sure. Yeah, her her boyfriend was like, "No, I'm using this card." <laughs> That's right. But I, I need my shoes. No. no, no, no. I'm gonna take you away from those shoes. <laughs> we're gonna girl. get you, a, girl. We're gonna get you a makeover. <laughs> we're we're gonna get you some. Better shoes. Better shoes. And we're going to get you some teeth. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And you no. know what? We're, no, I we're... love you just how you are. <laughs> you don't need teeth. That's right. It's okay. You know why? No, you don't want to know. No. <laughs> we're not going to go there. How about that? <laughs> we are not going to go there, Monica. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I just... Uh, my she... friend Crystal is... Uh, 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 her... Uh, she and her husband bought in on a food truck uh-huh. uh, that has very good food. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. It's a taco truck out in uh, out by the uh, Lago Vista. Uh-huh. And uh, so they were bringing the rich boonies. Yes, they are bringing uh, ta- she's bringing tacos for us tomorrow. Like to, you know, she said, if you want to buy tacos, 
I will bring tacos tomorrow. Uh, and I was the only one to get the the descriptions of the tacos that had much like uh, much like uh, 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 not fuzzy's tacos, but um, what's what is uh, it? Torchies. Torchies. Yeah, I don't know why I get torchies and fuzzies mixed up, but anyway, it has the vaguely or explicitly sexual descriptions <laughs> and crystal is a good christian woman solid christian woman and i was the only one to go really don't don't rub it no don't pull it just rub it a little bit chicken sauce no i'm like no. i was like i said why why miss crystal <laughs> You got some dirty words. You got some naughty words in your uh, menu. She's like, you're the only one that's noticed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not the only one that noticed. <laughs> I'm just the only one that said something. <laughs> it's all about the branding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, yeah, the, the owner made up those. I go, don't change anything. They're funny. Oh, Do oh. not change them like Jesus tacos or something. I don't know. Then it would be Jesus's tacos. <laughs> yeah, really. Who would know I'm the difference? I'm a racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you went to East Texas. I did. I you did. You drove to East Texas. I drove. Um, the, the client canceled that first time because he had a cold sore. <laughs> And and, uh, and you, you knew you'd be kissing on him. And so. I was, uh, no, no, no. So. Oh, oh. You can't. So I was going to drive my car that first time. Right. But when he canceled, I thought, no, no, you know what? Screw you. Now I'm not putting the mileage on my car. Right, you're going to rent I got to go there and come right back. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I rented a sweet uh, Hyundai Sonata. Okay. Uh, with XM radio that never really clicked in. Okay. But um, that's okay because uh, it just played my playlist from my phone. Yeah, that's what I do. And uh, my maps program took me in really quite a magical sort of route through the David Crockett National Forest. Nice. And... It rained that early evening, and then the rain cleared away, and so there was this kind of mist rising up, and it was, I just really enjoyed the ride, and I thought, man, this is the most relaxed that I've felt in a very long time. And I got to uh, Longwood at about 9 o'clock, and, um, and we did uh, some shooting the next day for some TV commercials, in which I made a seven-year-old child cry. Well, yeah, you never told me exactly. You told me about the warehouse. Yes. You did not, I don't remember you telling me. That was the radio commercial for the warehouse. Okay. But we did TV earlier in the day. So why did you make a seven-year-old cry? Because I kept her out in the heat too long. Yeah. We couldn't start right away because it was very foggy. Right. And overcast. Sure. And we, we were, it was an air conditioning spot, so it had to look hot. Sure. And so we waited for the for the weather to clear a little bit. We did the voiceovers for the for the spots out in the back, and it was it was so funny because when we were recording the voiceovers, 
we kept having to pause because there'd be a plane flying over mm-hmm. or a car driving on a road that was like three quarters of a mile away. And the client kept saying, I don't believe it. There's never been this much traffic or this many airplanes flying over. And, and I said, no, no, Troy, it's your reticular activator. And he was like, huh? My wahoo? <laughs> I said, you've never known. Th- these sounds are always there, but they've only just now become important. Exactly. That, yeah, okay. I and was that is why you're noticing them. Reticular The reticular activator, activator of the brain. Okay. Is when you... When That's you, how you notice patterns. Yes. And when you tell your, your, your brain, uh, hey, I, I'd kind of like a new car. Mm-hmm. And I'd like this kind of car. And if yep. that car was red, man, then we've got a deal. And you start seeing red cars of that make and model sure. everywhere. Sure. It's not the fact that there are more cars like that out on the road. It's just it's you're just noticing them. You've told your brain, this is important to me. Yeah. So put this at the front of the stack. Yep. And oh, uh, and so that's when you notice things. So no, there were no more cars or uh, airplanes or anything like that. That's what they'd like for you to think. I know. It's, yeah, it's that deep state. Yes. Thing going on. So it finally cleared up, and we went outside and we started shooting the the commercial, and it involved the client getting out of his work truck and tossing the keys to his granddaughter. Never, ever write a commercial in which a child has to catch keys and continue a movement Was it supposed to be that she was going to park the truck? I mean, is that... Was she going to wash the truck? Was the seven-year-old... No, she was going to give the keys back and send him back out to a friend of hers who needed their air conditioning. Got it. How many takes? Hmm. I count about uh, 18. Hmm. No. <laughs> about 18 takes of her missing the keys, of right. her catching the keys and dropping sure. the keys, of her catching the keys, but then not doing, doing, anything. doing anything else. And She was just celebrating that she had caught yes, the keys. Yes. She had a tendency every now and then when, when the... When we'd be getting ready for the next shot, she would say, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like that annoying engineer that I worked with in Champaign, Illinois, who kept saying, and three, two, two go. go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh. and it, it got, things got to a head where it got warmer and warmer and more and more humid. And and I said, you know, we just need like two more shots of this. And then we can go inside where it's cool. And she just looked at me and her eyes glazed over and she started going. <coughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I, got, I swear to God, I channeled Tom Hanks and I said, are you crying? <laughs> there's no crying in commercials no crying no crying and I realized my tone and I said sweetie we're all and and, you know her grandfather's like oh she's hot and I said we're all hot (laughs) pinned him to the wall we would all like to be done with this 
and gone inside. But we're waiting for this little asshole. Yeah. So can we please just get the damn thing done? Do you want your $25? Then catch the damn keys. I did tell her at the end of the shoot, I said, um, I need for you to learn something. I need for you to learn the phrase, that's lunch. <laughs> so she learned that. And I, and I said, no, now look, your, your grandpa's taking you to lunch. I want you to order the most expensive thing on the menu. <laughs> I swear to God, if there's steak and lobster on the menu. Get that steak and lobster. You get that steak and lobster. Because that's basically all we're going to pay you. Yeah. For this. <laughs> Grandpappy, can we go to the steak and lobster place? <laughs> Why, certainly, honey. What are you going to have? Ste- steak and lobster. Steak and lobster. <laughs> Because that mean lady who made me cry (laughs) 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 said I should order anything on the menu. (laughs) You know, Tom Hanks called me a worthless piece of shit. And did I cry? No. Why? Because there's no crying in commercials. (laughs) Uh, But yes, we got three commercials done, including Christmas. Nice. Yay. So, yeah, yeah, we, we looked in his closet, and he said, we got a big tree way back there. I said, you know, I like the tree right here that's already decorated. <laughs> that you haven't taken lights, down yet? That, no, that already has lights on it, and it, and it was already put together. It had light, lights on it, and I said, this just plugs in. Yeah, I like this tree. I like yeah. this tree because it's done. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's there. And I had to bring all of my ornaments with me because the client's wife did not want to get out all of her special collectible ornaments. I said, okay, fine. I'll bring ornaments. I'll go buy some ornaments. How about I buy some ornaments and put it in the budget for this commercial <sighs> so, that you'll pay for? <laughs> so, or... So, yeah, we, we managed to... Uh, we managed to get it all done. Good. Shot three commercials and went back in the afternoon and did radio. Expected an invitation for steak and lobster for lunch. Did not get no. one. Did not get one. They, they, they brought you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Maybe expected, okay, well, you know, maybe we'll get together for dinner. Uh, yeah. No. no nothing, nothing happened there. You're so. like, no. No, so no, I no. thought, yeah, you know what? You're you're paying for the rent a car, you're paying for the gas, and you're paying for the hotel. I was, <laughs> I was gonna kind of maybe cut your break, but mm, don't think so. No, nope, not gonna do it. Playing uh, hardball here now. Uh, I, there's I, no I, crying in hardball. There's no crying in hardball. I have noticed that um, I've been coming to this place, the Aristocrat Lounge. Yes. Uh, out on Burnett, Burnett Road, Road in Austin, Texas. Opens opens at 5 o'clock until who gives a crap because we're not here when it closes. Uh, it has gotten busier and busier. Since we've been here. Since we've been here. I think we're drawing a crowd. Yeah, but nobody wants to talk. They just want to like, why do those assholes got headphones on and talking into and microphones? microphones. What's, what's, that, going, what's going what's on the there? crap? I might do a... Well, I might, headphones are the universal signal of don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that and, why that works in the office and, so well? And it works on planes, too. Yes, it does. Well, no, no, because I'm just gregarious looking enough to where oh. people are like, so, what are you listening to? I'm like, get away. Just get away. <laughs> I mean... No, you see, what you need is... You podcast. Need, you need the Bose noise-canceling headphones. That's right. You, you put them on and you turn them on and you go, these Bose... 
canceling, noise canceling headphones. They're awesome. I can't hear anything. Right. Okay, bye. And then and you don't actually turn anything on. You just put yeah, them you on. Just, yeah, yeah. And people are done. People are done. Yeah, they're like, I wish I had Bose noise-canceling right. headphones. That's right. Wow, we're doing a commercial for Bose noise-canceling. Well, they are the greatest invention since God taught bees how to make honey out of spit. They're... They're pretty. They're, that's a that's yeah, a big claim right that's there. It. Well, I stand by it. All right. And it's not because I was a road weary traveler that waited 15 hours for her flight when oh, I no. when I stated that claim via text to my boss. You're like Bose headphones are the the greatest gift that God has ever given us. Much like America. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know what we don't do here when we're at the Aristocrat, though? Mm. We never play any of these cool games. Oh, you mean like the uh, the um, the shuffleboard? But but what is that called when it's not it's not shuffleboard, but it's on the table? That's shuffleboard. Oh, is that, that, is that, that's shuffleboard. I thought it was called something else. Table shuffleboard. Board. Yeah. Or or the uh, the. Um, Skee ball. Skee ball. Yes. There is the pool. There is the pool. Not the pool. The pool. I mean, there is no, pool. There's pool. Billiards, yes. as in billiards. billiards. There, there a capital is, B. There is a the wonderful movies being watched. Uh, I mean, being played. They don't show sports. They show movies. Once again, something that I. That is fantastic. Yeah. You know. We got uh, the. Uh, looks like we've got the. Uh, what would the Watchmen happen? in the back. What would happen if you went up to Austin and you'd say? Hey, could you put on that game? He'd probably say, "You get your damn Yankee ass out of this bar, sir." Good for him. Good for him. And I'd be him. like, "But I'm not for you. Get out of this bar." Good on him. I'm from Louisiana. I don't. <laughs> and that's what would end up happening. So my next trip is to Nashville. I'm not driving. Okay. Gonna see the eclipse. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. We're having the partners meeting there. It was my idea like two years ago. I brought this up. And our friend Nathan is going to be there. Uh, He's going to Nashville. He's relatives in Nashville. Oh, okay. And he's bringing his son, Silas, with him. And I said, please tell me that as the eclipse is happening, that you will build it up in such a way that you'll say, your father is all powerful and I'm so powerful in fact and you shall not cross me but I can make the sun disappear disappear and he said no I'm not going to do that I because was like, because in 2024 when it's here in Austin when the eclipse is yes. in Austin yeah 2024 Ooh. he'll be too old to fool he will just say dad you're full of shit but until then, he is absolute and... So you're encouraging fathers to lie to their children. In order to get shit done? You're telling sure. them things like Santa Claus and Jesus are real. And then... <laughs> Monica the Catholic just gave me the look. She gave me the said, look. And I backed away. Yeah, she's just like... Just a little bit. Really, Mr. Weaver? Are we going to go there? <laughs> I said, no, we are not. Um, Yeah, I couldn't believe he was not going to take advantage of this opportunity 
to increase his 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 power where there is none. Right. None. I mean, well, but the kid already thinks he's the best thing. Because first of all, it's Nathan, and it's not like Nathan's yeah, a crappy that's father. True. This he's is an true. awesome father. He is, yes, he is that. Now, Andrew, I don't know, but um, <laughs> he's like, hey, I show up. Really, that's the most important thing that a dad can do. Showing just up. Just show up. Show up. Show up, suit up. I'm, I'm saying this as a person who is not a father. <laughs> And I have, I'm flanked by fathers and, right now. And I'm agreeing and as yes. a person who makes seven-year-old children cry. Yes. By leaving An them out in the skill. sun too long. I, now, I, I once made a nine-year-old boy cry. Yes. Because I mistook his costume. Uh, I thought he was Ash Ketchum from Pokemon, but he was Terry Bogart from Fatal Fury, the video game. Well, hell, anybody could make that mistake. Yes, and... If I knew who either of those yes. people were, it, I'm sure I would agree wholeheartedly. It's the last time I ever judged a costume contest. Uh-huh. And uh, I I said, oh, look, you, you're Ash Ketchum. And he's like, I'm not Ash Ketchum. I'm a big, scary fighting character. I'm like, well, dude, you look perfect to play <laughs> Ash Ketchum. And that just made him, he started tearing up that I mishandled his costume, and he left. And then his aunt came up later. Oh, boy. And said, uh, did you say, tell my nephew that he looked like something other than what he was? And I was like, "Who? I don't know who you are or what you're talking about. And then she said, yeah, you said he was dressed up as Terry Bogart. I'm like, oh, the kid that looked like Ash Ketchum. <laughs> because there's no way I'm going to back down from this business. And she did the whole thing. And I'm like, look, hey, it was a, it was a really easy mistake. And, uh, and, you know, but really he would look great as that character. And she goes, well, I'm not very happy with you. And crossed her arms. And yes, she was an attractive lady. And I just said, so what, you're not going to date me? Is that, what, <laughs> is that what's going to happen? And that just made her matter, of course, which I found funny because I was married. I'm married. Like, like, like I care. Like, I know that what you're doing would work on a single guy, <laughs> but it's not working with me. I don't care. Don't. I, no. 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 <laughs> I mean, because I he never wouldn't wanna, have won either way. I never want to <laughs> hurt someone's feelings, but there comes a moment. <laughs> Did you ever get it wrong on Halloween when the kid shows up at your door and you go, "Oh, hey, it's," and you're just they're like, "No, totally, look, you're you're 007," and they go, "No, I'm a Kingsman." It's yeah. like, "Oh." No. Why are you, as a young kid, dressed as a Kingsman? (laughs) You have influential parents, don't you? (laughs) Have you have you gone Have you gone to a church and massacred the people in it? Then you're not a Kingsman, okay? I my uh, my niece just yesterday had posted a scene from Family Guy where there's a huge fight in the cafeteria. And uh, and uh, Freebird is playing in the background, <laughs> and she goes like, "This is the most brutal fight I've ever seen." I'm like, "Really? <laughs> Have you seen Kingsman? 
And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so I posted the, the fight scene. I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. It's pretty brutal. So it's cartoonishly funny. And it was wonderful. And she's like, okay, it's good. It's like, I, I, it took me. It took me till this weekend. There's a there's a cartoon called uh, uh, called um, Gravity Falls that we've been watching, and they visit their great uncle, who's a basically a grifter guy, just trying to get money out of people by saying there are ghosts and crazy things happening around the place, which are, but he actually doesn't know anything about them, <laughs> but he's just doing it to get to get. Uh, uh, people to come and visit and pay money for stuff. Tourist dollars. And they kept calling him Grunkle Stan. <laughs> and it took literally a year for me to finally go, great uncle, Grunkle Brent Stan. Grunkle. Oh. I want to be called Grunkle Brett now. That's, <laughs> that's really the whole point of that. Was I want to be Grunkle Brett. Because when my grandniece was like, so you're my great uncle. I'm like, I'm all right. <laughs> I don't know if I'm great. I mean, but. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but, you know, this competition is not tough. <laughs> I Once again, all I have to do is show up, and I'm a great uncle. So That's like a, um, at Mass. Yeah. At Mass, when we're all supposed to say that we have greatly sinned, and sometimes I'll turn to the alto next to me and I go, you know, I don't know if I've greatly no. sinned. I think I've kind of fell under par this week. Yeah. I just really... I really needed up my game uh, so yeah. that this can be a truthful statement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So last week I was supposed to read at Mass, and of course I sing in the choir too. Right. It's the Feast of the Transfiguration when the priest is supposed to wear white because it's a feast day. So it's not ordinary what time. What kind of transfigure? Who's being transfigured? Jesus was transfigured. Top of the mountain, his his clothes are as white as snow, and there's this big light around. Is that around when him. he rises he, to heaven? No, 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 no. And Elijah and Moses show up next to him, and they're trying to talk. And Peter's going, "Hey, you know what? Uh, I'll build the three tents right here. One for you, and, and one for like, Elijah, really, and one for Moses." To... It's like, excuse me, we're trying to have a conversation here. And uh, do they fist bump? They do not. No. I, well, if they do, it's not mentioned. Okay. So. I'm supposed to read at Mass. So I leave the choir loft. I go down to the front. And I'm not certain if there's anyone to bring in the big book. The big book. I mean, the book with the Gospels. The book sure. that the priest reads from. And it has red bits in it. Yeah. If there's no deacon at the Mass, there's no one to bring the big book in. So I'm... I really, can, like nobody I, can just be like, "Hey, here's the book." No, it, it, no one stops to think about these things. So I get, I get to the, I get to the front, and I turn to one of the guys behind me, and I said, "Do you know if there's a deacon at this mass?" I'm figuring maybe he's been to the back. He's took, taken a look around. And he was like, "Oh." So I go to the back of the church where the processional starts, and I ask one of the choir, uh, one of the um, altar boys. I said, "Is there a deacon at this mass?" And he goes, "No." I was like, holy crap, there's no one to bring the book in. So I race out the side did door. Did you say holy crap? I did not. I thought Because it. I wish you would have said holy crap. That would have made me so happy. 
So I ran out the side door and go to the side door of the the, the vestibule. Mm-hmm. And I meet someone along the way and I said, the book, the book, there's, there's no deacon. And he runs in and gets me the book and hands it off to me. And I'm running back with it. And I hear my mother's voice who played organ for uh, decades at church. And she's saying, don't run with the gospels. For the love of God, don't run you'll put with your the gospels. Eye out, yeah. right? You might trip, you might fall, you know, <laughs> who knows what has to be done when you drop the gospels. Right. So, so I race inside the church. Father Tim sees me running up with it and he goes, good catch. And I look, I look him up and down and I said, shouldn't you be wearing white? <laughs> and his eyes get huge. Oh, kind of no. like, oh man, we fucked up twice. What he said was holy crap. <laughs> it's like, not only did we not remember to bring the gospel with us, <laughs> but I'm wearing the wrong clothes. This is so... Middle class white America that you're talking right now. It's the best. So did he did he go change? There was no time. Okay. Yeah, did, yeah. did he mention something like He did. He asked for forgiveness for everyone. Right in front it was And everybody's like, like what? He's kinda like, and you what? might have noticed a little liturgical faux pas here. Like, no oh. I'm supposed to be wearing white and he gives me a nod like Thanks. Thanks, Monica. <laughs> I got called out by my priest. Nice. Like, oh, no, no, thanks. You didn't get called out. No. You no. got name checked. Not name checked. You were uh, you were uh, acknowledged. Yes, and now he will acknowledge me as that woman. That woman who remembered the nerd, ger- the nerd the, church nerd. Church nerd. It's the church. Who, who looked me up and down and said, shouldn't you be wearing white today? <laughs> I'm not. Hey, please, don't. Far be it for me to tell you what you should be wearing liturgically, but. Right. And he should have. Turns out. I wish. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was, I was trying to. I was going to make a whole bit about wearing the right clothes for certain like at work, but then we live in Austin and it's supposed to be like, I, the only thing I could think of was being working for IBM and you had to wear your blue suit. Every, every now and then I will wear something, I'll wear agency gal costume. <laughs> nice. Even if we're not expecting anyone in the office or something like that, and, and I'll get kind of an odd look from my two coworkers, uh-huh. kind of like, what if you got a job interview later or something yeah. like that? And you say and, yes. And the I answer say, is yes. Well, sure. Because your whole life is a job interview. That's right. Yeah. It's an audition. That's right. I, I showed up to work uh, a few Fridays back with a bow tie on. Tied nice. on bow tie. Nice. Uh, and they were like, why? And, and I always say, because I'm a grown-ass man. That's why. And I need to remind you that I'm a grown-ass man. And they're like, so you put on a bow tie? Yes. Tied it myself. And they're like, wow. So I was like, just so at the end of the day, I can pop the tie, walk out with it undone. You know what? Boom. Boom. We're done here. We're done here. <laughs> that was that was something that I taught uh, 
Rhett when we did yes. Moon Over Buffalo. Yeah. And he, I, I, he wanted to have a clip-on tie. And I was like, no, you need to learn how to tie a bow tie. Because at the end, when he finally loses it, he loses it by pulling that tie. And going, you know what? <laughs> and suddenly the whole audience goes, oh, nah. But That's I love exactly what they said. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> I, I, I never. He got always very close to, to, to saying it the way I wanted, which was, which was, you know, this isn't going to work out because, you know, I don't know what kind of life, uh, I don't know what kind of normal life you've had, but, you know, it might be me, but I've never been tied up and locked in a closet before. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> We're uh, starting our new season. This is the last weekend for for Beauty and the Beast Junior. Sold out, by I'm the way. Sorry, the, I'm going to miss it. The whole show was sold out. Awesome. And uh, and uh, now we are getting ready for uh, the next season. Streetcar Named Desire. Uh, it's been very Stella. Stella. They asked. I'm I'm going to be doing the music for it. So I broke out all my most New Orleansian music and, uh, and played it. And he's like, yep, 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 yep. So we're excited. Excited. That's, this is like boring, boring round rock information. <laughs> Got people wanting to give the theater uh, uh, grants. And we're doing awesome. elections uh, in three weeks. And, uh, yeah, it was really nice to talk to the... Um, the arts council guy and he's like i like what y'all are doing because we we you're we can tell the difference in and with you being in charge i'm like yay 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 of course now we need more board members and people <laughs> to help us but uh it's going really well i spent all day planning a christmas party for calgary calgary what calgary alberta oh province for a furniture store there. Okay. That takes place in a couple of weeks because it's Christmas in August at this at this furniture store. Why so, can't it be just Black Monday no, in August? No, or, no, it's Christmas in August. Why can't it be? A hastily put together party where, where I actually uh, had to hire carolers in August. Wow. Yeah. I think you should tell them now you can't have Christmas. This was... Your Christmas, you can only have That's Christmas right. once. Only, only, yes. So Christmas only comes, but once a year. I hope so you now, enjoy, so I hope you enjoy it because you so, are not celebrating this in December. So at the end of December, you're going to have to celebrate something. Saturnalia, uh, Saturnalia, Saturnalia, yeah. yeah, or Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, or Kwanzaa. Yes. Oh, I would love for people up there to be celebrating Kwanzaa. <laughs> What happened? Well, there's no Kwanzaa sales, so... So that's what we'll have instead. We've already had Christmas, so... So... Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's well, retail. I'm sure we'll think of something to do. Yeah. <laughs> we are at an hour. Oh. Well. I say we have two more beers and call it. I say we call <laughs> it and then have two more beers. That's, that's a plan. Or call it two beers in. There you go. <laughs> Someone kill me. 
Uh, till next week? Yeah, or in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. I'm Brett, and I was drinking ginger beers. And I'm Monica, and I've I'm, I've forgotten. <laughs> and that was Eric, and he was drinking some shit. And that was some Andrew. It's Andrew, who and was way off mic. Andrew is just judging us. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Okay.